0: Hey, it's Mastin Kip, and this episode of the Power & Purpose podcast is brought to you by my own event, Claim Your Power Live, which is coming up July 12th to 15th. And uh, Claim Your Power Live, if you're not familiar with it, you can check it out at claimyourpowerlive.com. And really, this is a four-day immersion. It's not really just an educational seminar. It's really a trauma-hacking immersion. And if you want to go to the next level in your performance, if you want to take you know the things that are blocking you and really go to the next level get beyond them, to go beyond just reading about stuff or wishing about stuff or talking about stuff, but really implementing it, getting the results, having experience, meeting a soul tribe of people in an environment of transformation, of possibility, of excitement. That's what Claim Your Power Live is all about. It's a four-day immersion experience this year. It's going to be in Orlando, Florida. Super stoked. We're going to be at the Hilton, Orlando. They have a lazy river. They have a big pool. They have awesome rooms. I was just down there a couple Ago, and uh, it's really an amazing spot. So, Claim Your Power Live is coming up July 12th to 15th. ClaimYourPowerLive.com. All right, let's get on with the Power Purpose Podcast today. Enjoy. Let's begin. There are three phases of mastery, and you will experience all three over the next four days, and also for the rest of your life. And I want to let you know what you're going to go through before you go through it, so that when you're going through it, you know that you're going through it. (laughs) So there's context, okay? The first phase, excitement. Anybody excited? Hell yeah, right? Think of this as January 1st. Oh my God, it's a new year. I'm going to post about it on social media. I'm a new person. And I'm not going to use resolutions because people don't keep that shit. I'm going to have a commitment. I'm going to have an intention for the year. I'm going to use some different word other than resolution, which means the same fucking thing. I'm going to go to the gym for five days and not go back. <laughs> There's an excitement phase. And most people just hang here. They just go from exciting thing to exciting thing to exciting thing. They say they've tried everything when really they just half-assed everything, essentially. The next phase is fear and resistance. This will always happen. Because as you start to change your life, you're going to come up against all the parts of you that have kept you stuck. You're going to meet them. You don't meet the good parts first. <laughs> I wish that was the case. You're going to meet the fear and resistance. And the goal here is when you start to hit this phase, that's when the work begins. Who falls? Does this make sense? So it's like in yoga, the pose begins when it starts to hurt a little bit right? Not when it's easy. Faith is not faith when all is well. Faith is faith when the shit hits the fan and you still have faith. That's faith. Otherwise, it's just chilling, (laughs) right? And then there's mastery. And you'll cycle through this over and over and over and over and over again where like you got it. But the thing is, in the areas where you're stuck, you're probably stuck basically because you're just hanging out in excitement or when you get to fear and resistance, you stop, that's it. You never quite got to mastery. So our goal here is like, this is sort of a three-phased process. And so if you notice yourself getting excited, be excited. For God's sake, be excited. But at the same time, when you start stepping into fear and resistance, go, oh, there's some resistance right there. And instead of like letting it win this time, go, huh, I'm so resistant. That's interesting. And by the way, with that level of curiosity, we can work wonders. And I'm going to do my best to earn your trust so that you can be curious here. Because I know that like this is not exactly stuff that you post about on social media, right? We're gonna be going deep. But we're gonna do our best to earn that trust, but you have to do the work of noticing when you're getting resistant, or scared, or triggered, or sad, or whatever the emotion is, and go, ah, interesting, why is this here? Don't let it run you. And if it does run you for a little bit, all good. And this is not one of those uh, events where if you gotta get up and go to the bathroom that we're gonna like, follow you into the bathroom. <laughs> get back in there. Like we don't do that shit. Okay. That's not what we do here, but we will make sure that you're okay. So if we check in on you, it's not because we're trying to control you or the doors aren't locked and all that shit. Like we don't do that. Okay. But we will just want to make sure that you're okay if that goes through that process. Okay. And here's how to get the best results. Okay. There's basically three thoughts that will stop you dead in your tracks. Okay. So the first one is this. I've heard this all before. Cool. But maybe did you consider that you're so stubborn you need to hear it again? <laughs> Who here has kids? Do you tell them something once? <laughs> no, they get it at like 35. Like, Ma, you know, you're actually really cool. <laughs> you know, this whole time I thought you were a complete bitch, but now I realize you're just the coolest person. You've been right this whole time. I'm so sorry, right? Like, it takes a little bit of time. So the idea that I've heard this before, if you're not getting the results, that's one of the things that's going to stop you, is that the, the assumption the arrogance that you shouldn't hear it again because people who are the most successful are coachable and they're curious about any little thing that comes their way. Because here's the thing you're different than you were five minutes ago. Different things are happening in your life. It might have a different context this time. And I think one of my favorite stories about this is my friend Mary Morrissey, who's a teacher in this space and sort of a leader in this space. She took one of her friends to see the Dalai Lama speak. And they sat like front row, and he's with the Dalai Lama was all like, all, like Oh my God, this is amazing. And he said something, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he said something that like blew Mary's mind, which is hard to do because Mary's very wise. (laughs) So she was having lunch with her friend and what happened was her friend asked her a question and Mary literally said the exact same thing that Dalai Lama just said 30 minutes ago, which her friend didn't hear. And her friend goes, Mary, that's the best advice you've ever given me. Thank you, I need to hear that. And Mary's thinking like, Dalai fucking Lama just said this shit. (laughs) But, like, she had to be the person to deliver it. Does that make sense? Who follows? Does this make sense? So, like, just be open, right? So if you're thinking I've heard this all before, cool. Pretty much everything is fundamentals. But if you're not practicing it, you need to hear it again. And, by the way, once you're practicing it, you got to hear it again. It's repetition of the fundamentals. Steph Curry, fundamentals. That's it. Michael Jordan, fundamentals. Anyone who's graded something, fundamentals. A free throw is a free throw, okay? There's no, like, extra thing. Like, a lot of people go... No, 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 I know it's the fundamentals, but what else you got? Like, what else is there? That's it. (laughs) It's basically repetition of the fundamentals consistently, okay? Does this make sense? Okay, cool. Next, someone else said it's not true. You know what, Mastin, someone else said this, so-and-so said this. You know what I had to say? Fuck that person. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. The idea is there's so much information out there that you can basically confirm whatever you believe with a Google search, (laughs) okay? you can absolutely do it. And we tend to surround ourselves with people on social media who believe what we believe in these echo chambers. And anyone who doesn't believe what we believe today, we like want to kill them, unfriend them, so offended, all that shit. Right? So like just because someone else said it doesn't necessarily mean it's true and, or it might be true, but in a different context. So my ask is, I'm not sitting here preaching gospel to you I'm sitting here going, guys, I've been doing this for like a decade. I've worked with thousands of people. We've gotten amazing results. This is what we learned. And my ask is for you to be open to it and decide on Monday whether or not you want to keep it. But just sit with it for a little bit so there's a level of curiosity. And then finally, Mass and easy for you, you're successful. (laughs) This one's fun because it's like, well, where were you when I couched her for two years and wanted to kill myself? Where were you when I was at a rock bottom on cocaine? Where were you when I had to move back in with my ex-girlfriend's parents in the pool house? That's very embarrassing, by the way. Where were you when the pool house was so far away that I couldn't get internet to start my internet business? I had to go and bum internet from people who didn't have passwords on their wifi in the, um, down the street. Where were you when I was living day to day, literally with one pair of clothes that smelled like coffee because I was at Starbucks the whole time or coffee bean and didn't know where money was going to come from tomorrow? Like there is a period of time that nobody saw what I was doing and... Those aren't the moments where it's like, oh my God, you're down and out. It's so easy for you. <laughs> right? There are times where I literally want to take my own life. So like, the idea is, if you're saying it's so easy for you, you're successful, then that's a story that has to stop because you don't really understand what success is. Because success is just the repetition of the fundamentals consistently over time. That's all success is. And ultimately, my father said that success is what happens after you survive your mistakes. <laughs> That was right about that one, for sure. So if you can just, if you're seeing any of this stuff come up, cool. Just pause and pick it up on Monday. Yes? Is that cool? Okay, cool. Is that cool, guys? Yes? Yes. Okay, awesome. So the question becomes, what's my purpose? You're here basically to either discover it, rediscover it, refine it, go deeper on it. And that's the question that we're going to answer over the next four days crystal clearly. There's a lot of uh, material around the word purpose, And what I found is a lot of it is perceived as like contextual ideas, but it's not practical in application. In other words, it's (laughs) airy-fairy. I want to manifest the highest abundance of my purpose to align with the greatest good of all, to attract the most amount of abundance, to express my gifts to the world in the greatest form of service to others so that I can be aligned with my higher self and really give my gifts to the world and experience true love and a soulmate bond that is beyond time and space that's really aligned with the greatest good for all. What the fuck you just say? <laughs> what does that mean, right? It's a bunch of sort of airy-fairy words, which is cool. We're going to take what's vague and make it specific. Who falls? Does this make sense? So that's what we're going to do. So if you've like nothing against those words, but we're going to help you get down below that to be very, very specific because when you're specific, it's a game changer. It's very different. Okay. So we're going to help you with that. And I have a little bit of, uh, of things I want to talk to you about purpose because I've been teaching the purpose stuff for a while now and it's weird. What we've noticed is you like want it, but you're scared of it at the same time. There's like this weird sort of like tension between the desire to have it, but then like, oh my God, I can't do that because. So a couple things you should know about your purpose. First and foremost, it won't make you broke, okay? There's this idea that my purpose will make me broke, and that mindset is basically essentially uninformed. We'll share with you best practices about how to actually take it to the next level, but more importantly, we'll share with you stories from our clients that are thriving because they discover their purpose. And what you'll learn is that your purpose essentially is the thing that determines whether or not you experience abundance. And I don't just mean financially, because having money without fulfillment is not the goal. No way. And having fulfillment without money is cool too, that's definitely better, but having, I want both. <laughs> Financial, and spiritual. You can absolutely have both. They don't, they're not mutually exclusive, but I want you to really be crystal clear that this shit will not make you broke. Okay? There's so many amazing things happening online today that gives you the incredible tools to move forward. And most of you probably know about most of these tools, I would imagine. You've seen us use them. You've seen other people use them. But if you're not using them, and if you're not bringing your purpose to life, it's never about the best practice. It's never about the software It's never about any of that. What's it about? Your mindset and your ability to have the courage to be seen for who you really are, not hiding behind something or someone else who falls. Does this make sense? So I want you to really start to understand that your purpose will make you broke. It will bring abundance, and it will also help you create financial certainty for your family. This is a big one. I can't live my purpose because I won't be able to take care of my children. That's a really noble cause that's complete and utter bullshit. (laughs) right? Like don't blame your kids for your fear, for God's sake, right? Or your parents, right? If you want to put your parents in retirement, buy them a home, they've worked so hard, give them the gift of living your purpose. If you want to bring financial certainty to your children, give them the gift of living your purpose. And ultimately, if you want your kids to live, who here has children and you want them to live their purpose? Let me see if I show hands. Okay, great. How do you do it? Show them how (laughs) by your demonstration. And by the way, I'm not a, uh, you know, parent-child-teacher, Dr. Shafali, who wrote Conscious Parenting, endorsed by Oprah, very clearly states, you have some Dr. Shafali fans in the room, yes? Amazing, she's awesome. She very clearly states that if your kids could talk to you, what they would say is, yes, you can lead me, but show me by your example. And one of the things that people don't want to talk about is, they use their children as an excuse not to move forward, which is a burden on them that you don't want to do. It's not fair to them. Oh, I can't because I take care of my kids. If you want to take care of your kids, show them the fucking way. Who falls? Does it make sense? It's beautiful. Awesome. Next, living your purpose does not make you selfish. <laughs> right? This idea that, oh, now I'm just all about me. So if anyone's telling you, oh, who are you now? You're all spiritual? I know who you really are, right? You're so selfish now. Just notice that like, that's an interesting response. Fascinating. By the way, that's a YP, not an MP. <laughs> you know the difference? That's your problem, not my problem. <laughs> it's not selfish. I would call it selfish, And we'll get to that on day three about how to really pick yourself. Because if you don't know, if you want to learn how to use your voice and speak up or get your needs met, if you're not getting what you want or what you need in a relationship or in a job or in a career or in any area of your life, probably because you either don't know what your needs are, or if you do, you're not asking for them. And this idea that it, asking for what I want is selfish has got to go. Sound good? Come on, y'all. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, cool. Next, you aren't abandoning your husband or boyfriend or family or wife or girlfriend or loved ones by living your purpose. It's a big deal, right? A lot of times, especially because this room is like primarily female, right, which is weird. It's strange. If you think about it, Like I'm here teaching mostly women. It's, very, it's a strange thing. You wouldn't think that would be the case, but it is what it is. So I have a lot of data around. I mean, I work with guys, but we have a lot of data around uh, women as well there's this mend and attend factor where it's like, I have to survive by taking care of somebody else who falls. Does this make sense? And what you have to understand is, if you have to set a boundary with them to take care of yourself, you're not abandoning them. Consider that, especially if you're in a romantic relationship, if you do that, where you say, I'm taking care of me and not going to cater to you, which is not not loving you, which is I'm not going to you know, uh, sacrifice what I need for you, you have now become a lover again and not a mother (laughs) to your partner, (laughs) okay? So the idea is that you're not abandoning them. And anyone who's going to guilt you or kind of help bring you back down, the only reason they would do that is because they're scared of your new empowerment. So your job is to have compassion for them and continue to move down your path. Who follows? Does this make sense? So the good news is you can live the life that you want. You can be seen, you can be heard, you can create abundance, you can have success. And all of that jazz, but you got to stop blaming other people for why you can't. Whether it's a parent or a child or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or someone who's passed, you got to understand that here and now you are allowed to be seen, you're allowed to be heard, and you're allowed to figure out what you need and ask for it. And not only that, you're worthy of receiving it. Who falls? Does it make sense? Some of you are like, that makes no fucking sense to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I've lived my life the opposite of that up until now. Thank fucking God you're here. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right. And then also finally, your trauma is a prerequisite for your purpose. So what this means is the hurt that you've been through, the pain that you've been through, we're going to help you find meaning in it. Now I cannot answer the question why it happened. That's between you and your creator. If you believe in that, I can't tell you why. But I can help you find meaning now so that you can get free. Who falls? Does this make sense? So that's the goal. So I want you to understand that whatever you've been through, the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the abuse, whatever it is that you've been through, consider that there's a gift in there too. Because the, the deeper truth is, while we have complete respect, and some people in this room have been through very traumatic things, we have respect for that. What we really have respect for is what you do in spite of it how you respond to it really defines your character. Because ultimately, if you look around, people are getting traumatized left and right all day long, right? But we're going to help you get out of any victimization that you might be in and start to harvest the gift. That's called leadership. That's called setting the example. That's called taking your power back. And ultimately, that's called claiming your power. That's why you're here. And by the way, last point on this, some people think, well, Masson, you know, my trauma was my dad was 10 minutes late picking me up from school. That's that's not that big a deal. But in the brain, pain is pain is pain is pain. So whether it was something significant or something just there was emotional neglect because your dad was working or whatever it is your parents were working, whatever it is, it still registers as true for you. So don't compare yourself to what other people are going through and think that you have to have the most significant trauma to be able to be eligible to live your purpose. (laughs) Some people are like, man, I wish back in my childhood some of that shit would happen to me. It's like, no, you don't. No, you fucking don't, (laughs) right? And the other thing uh, that I want to say here is that ultimately what you'll learn about this part right here around your trauma being your prerequisite is that when you can find meaning in what you went through, it gives you compassion for yourself, compassion for the other people that were involved with it, and ultimately the tools to help others get free. Who falls? Does this make sense? So, And that, by the way, is the pathway to abundance. So if we can just kind of agree on this stuff, then we'll be good. And if we don't agree, then I'll make a case over the next couple of days. All right? Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. So what is power? That's the next question. Because we hear the word claim your power, and you, the, the word power today can be very misused. Right? Because if, if you look around, there's people who appear to be powerful who are doing things that maybe you don't agree with. Who follows? Yeah. Right? So I want to define what we mean by the word power. Okay, I'll just, I'll go deep on what purpose is on uh, on Saturday, but today I'll talk about power. Power is your ability to make your purpose real. So can you have an idea or an inspiration and then bring it forward and make it happen? If you have a blockage in that creation process, then your power is most likely external. It's with somebody else or something else. It could be with your bank account. It could be with a person. It could be with the situation. It could be with a government official. It could be with all kinds of different external frames of reference but our goal is to make your frame of reference internal because ultimately what's happening out there is a reflection of what's happening in here and if you want to change the world start with your fucking self (laughs) that's the goal so who here would like the ability to have an insight have an idea have an understanding of what your purpose is and then actually live that shit right so that's what power is all about and to be able to figure out where yours is we got to do some digging It's not going to be comfortable at first, but long-term, you're going to love it. And by long-term, I mean by, like, tomorrow morning. (laughs) Today is like the splinter gets removed, okay? (laughs) So the question becomes, what determines how much power that you have? Where do I get my power mass? And this thing is a little, maybe it's a new idea for me. Well, where do I get it? And the answer is emotional intelligence and fitness. So what this means is we have to mature beyond our standard emotional responses that are just kind of, like, almost automatic, We have to start to understand that you have an emotional body. And by the way, for the guys in the room, you ask most guys how they feel, I'm good. (laughs) Don't fucking ask me that shit again. (laughs) Right? And that's cool. I get it. At the same time, like the next level of masculinity is being able to be in touch with your emotions. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're mature. (laughs) And the idea of emotional intelligence versus fitness, intelligence is I understand what to do. Fitness is I'm actually doing it, right? You can understand something, but not know it. Who here understands how to lose weight? (laughs) Who knows how to do it, (laughs) right? Right? So if you don't have something embodied in your life, you maybe have intelligence or understanding, but you don't have a level of fitness there yet. Who follows? Does this make sense? And fitness, how does one get fit? Not just practice. You can practice sleeping. <laughs> Not just action. How does one build muscle? Repetition. Not just repetition. repetition. Microtrauma. Uh, oh. Let me put that there. Hold on a second. That's the technical term. When you go to the gym and you start to lift weights, you produce micro traumas in the muscle. The muscle says, ow. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep and you eat well and you actually build the muscle when you're resting, which is cool. So I want you to consider that the traumas in your life in the grand scheme of things are micro traumas that help you build muscle emotionally. And we can't let, think of it this way, right? If you go to the gym and you want to get the best results, what gym would you go to? The one where the fit people are, (laughs) right? Like it's a whole different level of like, I, I, I live, I go between here and Asheville, North Carolina. And in Asheville, there's a Gold's gym. It's very different than Gold's Venice. Very fucking different. (laughs) Completely fucking different. (laughs) I walk into Venice, I'm like, fuck. God damn it. I gotta go even harder, which is uh, unbelievable because I already go hard enough, but like you're just surrounded by people who are extremely fit, right? So the idea is, and by the way, they do their sets differently, don't they? Very different. Well, first of all, they do their sets. (laughs) But when they do them, they do them differently. And so the idea here is you're around a group of people who are stepping into or are already emotionally fit. And emotional fitness means what do you do in spite of or in the middle of or as you are having microtraumas. And microtraumas look like someone got elected that you didn't want to get them elected. That's a microtrauma, right? Whatever happened in your past is a microtrauma, right? Something that you disagree with, an argument that you had in a relationship or looking at your bank account and going, oh my fucking God, where did it all go? Those are all microtraumas. And you don't want to just go, oh my God, it's so hard, right? You want to go, oh my God, I'm building muscle. Emotional fitness, that's the name of the game. So there's a maturation process that has to happen here. And so this is everything. If I could just literally just like translate the idea that your number one goal is emotional fitness then everything else will shift. And so because this is intellectual, the next four days is about experiencing it. Who falls? Does this make sense? Who's excited about it being emotionally fit by the way? It's exciting, right? Hey it's Mast and Kip and this episode of the Power and Purpose Podcast is brought to you by my own event. Claim Your Power Live, which is coming up July 12th to 15th. And uh, Claim Your Power Live, if you're not familiar with it, you can check it out at claimyourpowerlive.com. And really, this is a four-day immersion. It's not really just an educational seminar. It's really a trauma-hacking immersion. And if you want to go to the next level in your performance, if you want to take you know the things that are blocking you and really go to the next level and get beyond them, to go beyond just reading about stuff or wishing about stuff or talking about stuff, but really implementing it, getting the results, having experience, meeting a soul tribe of people in an environment of transformation, of possibility, of excitement. That's what Claim Your Power Live is all about. It's a four-day immersion experience. This year, it's going to be in Orlando, Florida. Super stoked. We're going to be at the Hilton, Orlando. They have a lazy river. They have a big pool. They have awesome rooms. I was just down there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's really an amazing spot. So Claim Your Power Live is coming up July 12th to 15th, ClaimYourPowerLive.com. All right, and I hope you enjoyed the Power & Purpose podcast today. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, I would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me app. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.